Welcome back to the Technician Academy podcast. We're so glad that you're tuning in. If it's your first time listening in, we really hope that you enjoy the discussion. Every other week, our host, ASC Master Technician Richard Young, takes you behind the scenes with prevalent industry thought leaders and the industry leaders of tomorrow. We've got an exciting discussion coming your way. We've invited Summer Miller to return to the mic with us to discuss where she's been since her last appearance on our podcast after winning the 2016 Women in Auto Care Scholarship. Summer explains what kind of impact scholarships and industry mentors can have on future technicians and how important it is for students to have financial stability in order for them to excel in their programs. We hope that you enjoyed this discussion. Be sure to subscribe to our channels and rate us on iTunes. And if there is anyone that you would like to hear from, want someone to feature on our podcast, or if you would like to be a part of our podcast, please let us know. Shoot us a message or give us a call. We want to hear from you. Thank you again for tuning in. Here's your host. Welcome to today's Technician Academy podcast. We're fortunate enough to have Summer Miller with us today. This is the second time she's been a guest on our podcast. And uh, when we first brought her on the podcast, she was the winner of the Women in Auto Care $10,000 scholarship. Uh, She was in the middle of her uh, getting her associate's degree. Welcome, Summer. Thank you for having me again. Well, it's our pleasure. Uh, We've seen each other. I've seen you at uh, SEMA last year and uh, talked to you briefly and uh, wanted to get you back on the podcast. It's been roughly a year since you were on the podcast and just kind of wanted to see how you were progressing in your education and and job field. Yes, things are going good. Um, I'm now five classes away uh, from obtaining my bachelor's degree, which I don't think would have been possible had it not been for the scholarships both last year and this year as well. It really helped a lot. Um, and then as far as work goes, um, they've promoted me to being a service advisor. Um, so I'm no longer in the shop um, working on the cars, but I'm up front now educating the customers kind of as to why we have to do what we're doing. Okay. For the listeners out there that didn't hear the first podcast, and we'll provide a link back to the first podcast, but just briefly tell them, Summer, where you're located in the country and, uh, you know, who you're working for and how long you've been in, been in that position or been at that location. Okay. So I'm originally from Decatur, Texas, born here, raised here, currently still living here. Um, and then I'm working at Bill Utter Ford. I've been there about two and a half years now, uh, be three years in July. And, um, I've been kind of moved around from everything, worked on engines, transmissions, basically bumper to bumper of the vehicle. And now they've got me out on the service drive, uh, talking to the customers, writing up the repair orders for the technicians. Okay. So you've seen a lot of the different positions within the dealership. Uh, and then that's great. We'll, we'll hit on that here in just a second. One thing I wanted to ask, you mentioned that you're five classes away from graduating from the university of North Texas. Is that right? That is correct. Yes, sir. And you'll graduate from there with your bachelor's degree. Yes, sir. Uh, how did, and 
like I said, we met at SEMA again. Um, but how, and you want a scholarship there. What was that scholarship? The scholarship was the John Mensler Memorial Scholarship uh, presented by the National Hot Rod Industry Alliance. Now, was this a scholarship that you had applied for specifically or uh, did someone apply for it for you? Um, I applied for it specifically, um, but it was kind of one of those things that because it was through SEMA. Um, so I just applied with them kind of generally and they kind of picked and choose which scholarship uh, they thought I would be best selected for. Okay. So you've won that. You won that scholarship, uh, and then you won the Women in Auto Care scholarship, and I think you've won a few Littler scholarships uh, in that time period. In the time period you've been at school, is that right? Uh, in the past, I have, yes, sir. Okay. How does those scholarships? I mean, and you mentioned it briefly there. How did those, winning those scholarships help propel you through the education? Those scholarships helped tremendously. Um, it made it easier for me. Uh, took a lot of stress off of my shoulders um, trying to figure out how to pay for school because uh, classes at a you know major university this close to having a bachelor's degree they're you know not not cheap. And then uh, so it just helped cover a lot of the expenses and everything associated with that, so I could focus more on my schoolwork and less on, you know, having to work to try to come up with the money to afford going. Do you, I mean, if you hadn't won the scholarship and and I'm thankful you did, if you hadn't won that scholarship, would you have went ahead and and, uh, towards attaining a bachelor's degree? I definitely would have. um, But instead of being able to do it, you know, kind of quickly and consecutively, like I've been doing without having to take a break, um, to save up the money, I've just been able to go and not have to worry about stopping and just progress through my degree. Okay, so it definitely helped you uh, move through the, the program a little quicker than having to, to take a break just because of expenses. That's, that's correct. Great. That's great. So you mentioned that you have two associate's degrees. What are, what are they in? The first one is just kind of generalized. Um, It's Associates of Science from Clarendon College. I received from there. They were located in Clarendon, Texas. And then the second degree is an Associate of Applied Science in Automotive Technology, uh, which I received from Brookhaven College in Farmers Branch, Texas. Okay. What really got you, I mean, and, and we talk about this in the first podcast, but I want our listeners to hear this. What got you interested in automotive technology? It was kind of a combination of my grandfather and my cousin. Uh, we, like I said, you know, we grew up in a small town. We live on a farm. Um, so it was a lot easier just to work on the tractors and stuff out in the field than it was to load them on a trailer and haul them to town, especially when we needed it back relatively quickly. So I just grew up around it, watching my grandpa helping him when I got older. And my cousin, he restores old cars in his spare time. And he's helped me a lot learning some of the more intricate stuff like uh, engine work and all of that body work, paint. Okay. Yeah. 
so kind of a uh, family guided into the into the industry and that's great um so you went through the two associates programs and let's let's focus strictly on the automotive program what value does that automotive first off i should ask though was there a program in high school a shop class or automotive program in your high school yes sir there was we had um an auto tech class um the first two years that uh I attended high school, so it would have been my freshman and sophomore year, and I did take the automotive classes those two years. Um, then the teacher, he left to go teach somewhere else, and they weren't sure if they were going to have a replacement, so I wasn't able to sign up junior year, and that was kind of when I swung back to the AgMac side of things and got involved with the tra- tractor restorations. Okay. So there was a brief time there where you you were you'd went through two years in the high school program and and uh, kind of because of lack of instructor there wasn't a program but you went ahead and went into uh, followed it on into a community college program what kind of confidence do you feel that and, and the value that a community college program brings to an individual. It brings a lot. Um, for one thing, it's a lot easier than, you know, some of the bigger classes and universities and stuff like that, because it is more one-on-one. If you have a question, the teachers there answer it. You get, I feel like you get a better level of education so that when you are prepared to go out and join the workforce, you have all the knowledge and everything necessary to be successful. So it kind of gives a good foundation, a good background for an individual like yourself uh, to feel confident. Now, uh, were you in that uh, automotive program at the community college when you started working at the dealership? I was. Yes, sir. Um, so that institution, part of that program they do, it's, they've, they've got a couple different ones. The one I went through was called Ford Asset. Um, and what they do is they train us specifically on Ford. Um, GM had their own section of it as well. So if you wanted to work on General Motors, you could do that. Um, but part of the going to classes there is you had to have a job at a dealership um, while you went to class. That way you could apply what you were learning in the real world. And uh, so, yeah, it was it that really helped a lot. Um, not only getting to see it in the classroom, but then going straight from the classroom to work and getting more hands on there. Okay. Now, does the high school, I mean, you may not be able to answer this, but the high school where you took the automotive programs, do they still not have an automotive program or have they found an instructor? No, they do. We, uh, it was my senior year. They got, uh, they found an instructor and continued the automotive classes. Um, but, like I said, at that time, I joined the AgMec program um, and started doing the tractor restorations and just kind of stuck with that since right. it was what I kind of became familiar with at the time. Okay. All right. So, I mean, you, would you say that the these programs – and across the nation, a lot of those programs have been eliminated. Uh, do you say there's some value in having that program at that – that age uh, as a sophomore, junior, senior in high school? 
Yeah, I'd say there's a lot of value because in high school, you know, you're still trying to figure out what you want to do. You may not really have an idea. And like you said, they're starting to lose some of those programs across the country. And to me, that's just really sad because, you know, you can take a kid who may not have a clue what he wants to do when he graduates high school. But if he's exposed to a program, you know, like Woodshop or AgMec or Automotive, then you know, they can kind of get their feet wet and see if that's something they'd be interested in pursuing later on down the road. And I feel like if they take that away, then they're going to be hurting a lot of people and our future as well. Absolutely. We talk about it a lot. And and the industry talks about it a lot, the loss and and the need for uh, technicians uh, across the nation. Um, So kind of going back to talking about the scholarships, I mean, you've been pretty... fortunate i know you're thankful uh for having won the scholarships that you have how important how important is it for the industry the automotive industry to to provide those type of scholarships for individuals i think it's really important i mean because instead of you know having to be like oh well this class is such and such amount of money. I don't have it. This isn't something I can do because I can't afford it. If they don't provide those scholarships, they're kind of weeding it out to the people that, you know, want to get into it that may not be able to afford it. They're kind of cutting them out. And so I think it's super important that they continue to offer scholarships. That way people, you know, if they have the passion for it, they have the drive to do it. There's nothing that can stop them because those scholarships are there to help them. Right. I, and, and one question I, I want to ask, and, and I'm curious about, we at Technician Academy, we go around and we do a lot of community college, uh, put on some classes for community colleges here locally. And and um, I'll talk to the instructors, and, and one of the things the instructors tell me is a lot of the students they're getting do not have, uh, have not come from an automotive program in the high school, at the high school level. Um do you feel the availability of that scholarship can take those people who, who aren't really familiar with automotive and really, cause there are some talented people, uh, that like you say, are just, I mean, they're waiting on being able to fund or go, go to, go to school. Uh, those scholarships, do you feel that those scholarships help get those individuals into the automotive industry? I do. I really do. Um, Because, you know, sometimes it is just a matter of, you know, not being able to afford it at that point in time. And, you know, when they apply for the scholarships and they win them, then there's nothing to stop them because they already have the drive to want to do it. It's just being able to figure out how to get there. So if they're, you know, provided with a way that they can go to school, get that education, um, especially doing like the program I did where you have a guaranteed job when you graduate, um, I think that right there is amazing and that nothing can stop them if they're provided all those opportunities so long as they take advantage of them. All right. All right. Yeah. And that's, that's very important piece and very, very important. What you said there is those having that, you know, those individuals having that advantage uh, to be able to further their, possibilities within this industry uh you know we're always looking for i just look here recently uh, just typed in automotive technician and into a job board and you know there was jobs there that 
were basic jobs. I mean, a gentleman or a person that's able to change tires, rotate tires, uh, change oil, do the basics of an automotive. Uh, you know, a lot of those positions are starting out in the mid thirties. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely, and, and then there was uh, several that, uh, you know, the position was a guarantee of a hundred thousand plus and, and then sign on bonuses. So, um, yeah, you know, the, this industry, I think that's one thing that young people, and, and that's, what's exciting about yourself. Uh, you know, you've been able to realize that and see that I, I think as an industry we're pretty bad about not showing young people like yourself a career path um so one of the things i want to talk about um are we as an industry and you've been in the industry as a technician and your service advisor now but uh you've been in the industry what roughly five years now four or five years Yes, sir. That'd be about correct. Yeah. Do you think we as an automotive industry, when I say automotive industry, I'm talking about you, me, anyone that's involved with it. Do you think that we're doing enough to help bring young people like yourself into this industry? Or is there something that you feel we need to do better or more of? I mean, I definitely think that there are some things that we could change as far as bringing in people. Because I know at my shop where I work, um, you know, you can see the major age gap, you know, you have people that are in their forties, fifties, uh, even older, still working, doing that. And then you have the huge age gap and then you start getting, you know, the guys that are in their thirties and twenties. But as far as the people coming in that, uh, you know, younger, younger generations getting involved, it's kind of just hit or miss really. It's, you know, if they're coming to work, wanting to come to work with us, it's because they have the drive. They have that passion. It's not because, oh, hey, this is something I can make money at. But, yeah, there's I think we, there, we can do a lot of things that we could, you know, show the younger generation that, hey, not only is this something that you can do and make money at, but it's really worth the while. Yeah, I mean, today's technology really in today's cars, uh, I, I think we're and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you being out there and dealing with it every day. But I think, especially now that you're in a service advisor position, um, I think that a lot of the vehicle owners aren't aware of the technology required to repair today's vehicles. And then the second fold of that is a lot of prospective young people don't realize that it's not the dirty job that it used to be. Uh, would you agree with those things? Oh, I would definitely agree. Um, especially with all the new technology and everything coming out. I know Ford on their newer vehicles, they've got an auto stop start feature, which when you pull up to a red light, it kills the engine um, to try to save on fuel economy. And we've had several customers bring their vehicles back to us and say, there's something wrong. Every time I pull up to a red light, it, it dies. It's like, well, yeah, but it's designed to do that. And then we have to, you know, kind of give them a little bit of tutorial about how their vehicle operates now. And more often than not, when someone brings um, their vehicle to us to fix, it's hooking up that IDS, 
pulling codes. Um, and some, and most of the time, it's just as simple as reflashing a specific module. We fix more vehicles really with the computers nowadays than we do with hands-on manual labor. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't realize that you were a service advisor now and, and I'm glad you are. Uh, how do you, I mean, are, is that a full, are you full-time position there as a service advisor? Yes, sir. I am. Um, yeah, they started that really actually just about three months ago. So when I saw you this last year at SEMA, I was still working as a tech. Um, I haven't been the service advisor for very long. That's just kind of a recent, recent change. (laughs) Is it, uh, well, that's good. That's good to know. And that's the next question kind of plays off of that. Uh, is it, how do you feel about dealing with the customer now instead of actually working on their vehicle? You know, it's, it's really not that bad. Um, and my boss looks at it this way is, you know, I've been out in the shop. I have that training. I have the know-how. I understand how everything operates. And so he feels like for me, one, the females feel more comfortable because I'm a female as well. And also, since I do have that training, um, I can better explain, you know, the services that we recommend, why we recommend them. And if there's a major repair that is to be done, why it's important for the life of their vehicle to help prolong it and keep them safe as drivers and passengers. So you you feel as a female, you're able to, to really relate uh, to the female vehicle owner in a different way than what a, say a male service advisor would be. Correct. Yes, sir. Okay. So, um, did you, do you miss being in the Bay? Oh, I miss it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I miss it so bad. (laughs) What do you miss the most about it? Being able to do something that not a lot of other people can. Um, you know, I, even to this day, I still meet people that when they talk and, you know, we we get to talking and I bring up how I, I was a technician and they're like, no way you work on cars. That's so cool. You know, it's just not very common, let alone for a female to be in the automotive industry, but as a technician in itself. So just missing, you know, getting to work on cars and being able to do something that not a lot of other women choose to do. It's not that they can, it's they choose not to. That That's what I miss about it. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. So, uh, you know, you've worked through the dealership roughly four years. Um, when you got to the dealership, and I'm sure as a female, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but as a female going in and out in the bay, uh, working with some older technicians that have been there for a while, uh, was that that first week or two, was that kind of uh, intimidating? It was a little bit, mainly just because I didn't know how they were going to you know, react to a female being in the shop. Um, like you said, especially with some of the older guys out there who are so used to it being a male-only field. Um, but 
they kind of welcomed me with open arms. I was actually surprised. No one was kind of like, you're a girl, you can't do this. You know, cause I started out changing oil, rotating tires, all that. Um, and when we'd have, you know, big old jacked up four wheel drive diesels pull on the rack and we had to rotate their tires. They're like, Oh, Hey, do you need help with that? I'm like, I can, I got it. I can do it. And then I prove them wrong. And so once they proved that I wasn't going to be a typical girl, I was going to work and, do everything that the guys do they were like okay yeah she's got this so once i proved to myself i there were no issues good so and then this is a question and i haven't asked you prior to this but was there anyone within the shop or within the automotive industry that you kind of looked up to as a mentor yeah um i'd have to say there were a couple people one of them being uh, my shop foreman steve prince he's actually the one after the initial interview that was kind of rooting for me you know telling the manager you know i've she's got the drive she wants to do this i think she can handle it she'll be okay you know because he was kind of hesitant about hiring a female technician since it was kind of new i was actually the first female technician they'd ever hired and, you know, so he, if I ever had any questions, he was always there more than willing to answer any questions I had. <clears throat> then, of course, uh, the gentleman I worked under, uh, his name was Jeff Lang. And I worked under him for most of the time I was there. Um, and he really taught me, put me out of my comfort zone. You know, if I had a question, he goes, well, get back over there and show me what you're doing. And I'll try and help you if I can but he really made me you know think he pushed me to not rely on someone else okay. so yeah that's and, and in this industry that's very important uh you know solving it ourselves uh and, and that's what really drives us as technicians I believe is being able to and, and you mentioned it earlier being able to solve those things that no one else can yeah definitely um and that's one thing, Technician Academy, we really talk about and really trying to get the industry's feel on is mentorship. Um, you know, being able to have those individuals within those bays that can mentor young people like yourself. Is that something that you think would be an advantage for this industry? Yeah, I do. I think it would be a huge advantage. Um, because it would show kids, you know, not only the proper way to do things, but it would give them someone to look up to that, you know, they could go to if they had questions and not be afraid of, you know, getting something wrong or not doing it the right way. Because, you know, the guys in the shop have proven to me multiple times that there's no, there's not just one way to do things. There's multiple ways to get something accomplished. And sometimes it's all about finding what, what works best for you and having a mentor that can show you that I think would be an amazing thing for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, and, and not all the old, I mean, when you say mentors, we think about the old person in the shop, but that isn't always true. I mean, uh, sometimes there's good mentors in young people. Um, you know, and, and yourself, uh, you've progressed through the dealership. Um, you know, you may make a mentor for a young person. Um, and I don't know if you ever thought about yourself being a mentor, but, uh, I could definitely see that. So when is yeah. graduation? 
Um, prospectively, um, if everything goes according to plan, December of 2018. December of 2018. Now you'll graduate in December of 2018. You'll have two associate's degrees and a bachelor's degree. Uh, what's the bachelor's degree in? Is it? So it's a bachelor's degree of applied arts and science. Um, it's kind of called integrative studies. Um, it, what this program does is, since I do have the two associate degrees, it takes as many credits as I can from those degrees. And so you have your main area of study, which mine is under automotive technology. And then there are three sub-concentrations. Um, the first one they filled with my science classes. Um, since that's the majority of what I've taken, I've taken two psychology classes. So I just had to take two more to fill a second concentration. And then the third concentration is going to be all my business classes. Okay. So there's going to be some business classes. Um, now have you started into the business classes yet? Yes, sir. I've actually taken my first one this, this semester. Uh, do you like business or is that uh, something that you're not not your favorite? It's a lot different than what I was expecting, um, but it's also kind of cool because the class I'm taking right now is management, business management and human resources. Um, so, you know, it's kind of cool being able to see bosses throughout, you know, where I work the different levels and how they handle situations and everything and being able to compare it to my textbook and be like, okay, so this really does work. And okay, well this doesn't work, but they did, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of cool to see the cross comparison between the two. Being able to bring real life situations to, to the, to the classroom for you. Yes, exactly. Wow. So December, uh, you know, graduate, what's next for summer Miller? Is it, uh, continuing the dealership or where, where's, where are you leading? I think for a while I'm going to continue, uh, in the dealership world, getting everything, you know, going as far as I can go pushing myself. Um, and then eventually what I want to do is open a performance shop. Uh, for hot rods and muscle cars, as well as off-road vehicles. Okay. Would you be doing that there in Texas and hometown or? Yeah. Cause most, of, most of the places around, uh, you know, that are those performance shops, they're located in like, you know, the Metroplex, Fort Worth, Dallas, the bigger cities. And, you know, here locally, we don't really have a whole lot of anything. So I think it'd be nice for, people to have somewhere local to turn to when they want to do some upgrades on their vehicles. Okay. So a shop owner. So those business classes will come in pretty, uh, pretty handy then. Yes, sir. Uh, so after graduation is, are you going to go on to more education or, uh, going to hold off for a while? I think I'm going to hold off on a while. I've considered going and getting my master's, um, but I think right now I just want to complete my bachelor's, um, focus on working for a while, and just kind of see where things take me. All right. All right. Well, that's great. I mean, you, and you're definitely a, a shining example, Summer, of, of a person who, uh, and not only just 
I don't, I really want to be careful of, of saying a female in the industry. Uh, I, I think you're a shining example for either gender um, of, of seeing something you want, going after it, and finding the resources. That's something I really think is outstanding, is finding the resources to accomplish what you choose, you have chosen to do. Uh, you know, with getting the scholarships and such. Um, you know, I, I know the scholarship for women in auto care was $10,000. That goes a long way in education. Um, you know, being able to have that. Uh, so if we were to give you the opportunity, um, giving a keynote speech at a high school graduation, um, whether it be your hometown high school or, or one you're not familiar with, what would your focus be of that speech? What would you tell those young people? I mean, because you're, you're accomplished. Uh, I mean, you're a young person in this industry, but you're accomplished. Uh, you've, you've attained a direction and, and found the resources. So what would you tell those young people in high school about their future or about what, you, what kind of advice would you give them? Basically, the advice I give them would just be, you know, find something that interests you, something that you're going to want to do for the rest of your life. Um, look for those resources, you know, because there's scholarships and everything that are out there that a lot of times don't get taken advantage of because people just don't know to look. Um, so definitely do that. And of course, don't let anything stop you. Don't let someone tell you that you can't do it because of this or that. Um, if you want it, go for it. The only person really that can stop you is yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's good words. I mean, and you're right. Uh, there are a lot of scholarships that go on unclaimed. Uh, and I don't know if it's because people don't know they're there or if they don't search for them. Um, yeah. Or, or they just don't apply for them. Um, because I think, I mean, I'm sure with the scholarships you've won, both of them are ones we've talked about are, are very good. Uh, I'm sure that you were surprised when you won them. Uh, was there ever a thought in your mind that you, why would, why would I want to apply for this? Cause I'm not going to win it. Was there ever that thought? Not really. No. Um, it was kind of more like, well, even if I don't get it, I'll never get the chance to rent it if I don't apply. Right. Um, so there wasn't ever really, uh, um, I'm not going to get it. So I'm never going to apply. It's well, I can't win anything if I don't try. So it was always, Oh, Hey, look, I think I, I think I have everything that this would, I'd be qualified for. So I'm gonna fill this one out and just kind of going through and seeing, you know, what, what places offered scholarships and, um, just taking the risk. Um, I mean, took a little bit of time, you know, filling out the application for the scholarship, but it was worth every minute spent applying. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, since we've spoke last, which is about a year ago, uh, technician Academy has has introduced a, a scholarship board on our website that, uh, we try to group all the automotive scholarships together and bring them into one spot where those students can, can find that scholarship to apply for that maybe directly 
pertains to them or or it's just a general scholarship for the automotive industry uh we feel that that's a very important piece and and, and you're you're a shining example of that uh our scholarships and, and not to say and like you said you would have went ahead and went into the automotive industry but the scholarships really helped propel you through it yes sir they did so last we spoke uh i asked you if you had any projects or any any vehicles that you uh you really enjoyed and and you talked about a bronco how's the bronco project going well not as i would like (laughs) (laughs) um haven't made too much headway with it um mainly because i don't want to take too much time away from my studies um that bronco you know it it's not going to go anywhere so um i've been focusing on my studies and currently i am working i gotta be there about 6 45 in the morning and don't get off till 6 or 6 30 at night um that's if everything goes according to plan and i get off on time uh so then you know 45 minute drive in between i just haven't really had a whole lot of time outside of work and school where i could focus on that but i'm hoping since i'm this close to being done uh, my schedule will kind of be a little less hectic and i'll have more time to get it up and running in no time oh good good i'll be interested to see that um so i mean I, i've taken up some of your time i know uh, i believe you got class this afternoon yet that- yes sir at six o'clock six o'clock um so you know, and I appreciate your time, and, and really, I I hope the listeners listen to the 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 wisdom that you bring as that shining example in this industry of a young person who who sees a goal has found a way to attain that goal. Uh, I really I admire you for that. Um, thank thankful that we that we met uh, a couple years ago now at uh, well it was. 20 yeah 2016 at apex is that correct yes sir that is correct yeah so uh but yeah i mean i'm glad we met i'm glad i've been able to see you progress through this Uh, i'm excited to see where you go uh i think you definitely that shop is in the future um so uh, that's great do you have any closing thoughts that you want the listeners to hear from a young person in the industry? Only thing really is, you know, and I'm just going to reiterate this since I said it earlier, don't let anything stop you. If you want it, go for it. Um, even if it's not possible or doesn't seem possible at that time, find a way because there's always going to be a way to accomplish your dreams. That's good. Uh, is there anything that the industry sh- should be doing to help young people like yourself? Um, I would say maybe do a little bit promotion towards, you know, um, training programs, um, stuff like that to where young kids, you know, do have an option to not only get the training necessary uh, to be in the automotive field, but also get an education. Um like that program at Brookhaven that I did. Um, it's in a full blown associate's degree. So you have to take, you know, the English and the science and all of that, but you also get the training to be 
a technician in the automotive world, um, but it also gives you the foundation if you decide to later to go and pursue a bachelor so you can open your own business. Um, that platform's already there and going for you. So, yeah. Then there's a lot of programs out there across the nation that are, are that way. So, yeah, young people need to search that out and, and find those programs if they have a little bit of interest at all in the automotive industry. Because, I mean, like we said, I mean, it's, this is an industry that is profitable for the, the, the technician or service manager or the parts counter. Uh, they're all profitable positions. So, yeah. So, again... Summer, I thank you for your time. I uh, I wish you the best on the next five classes. Um, be interested to see what happens after that. Uh, may we may touch base again or see each other again at SEMA or Apex. Who knows? Uh, but I thank you for your time. I, I truly do. And, and I think you're an inspiration to young people, uh, especially those young people that are in the industry or wanting to get in the industry. Uh, I think you bring an interesting perspective to them. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for having me again. It was my pleasure. Well, it, it was Technician Academy is in my pleasure to have you. I mean, you bring, like I said, you bring a great perspective that I think a lot of people don't, young people especially, uh, don't see. And so hopefully, hopefully this podcast will, will get some to thinking about it uh, or get some older people that are in positions of influence uh getting young people to to see these points so it's great the great that you're a part of it thank you thank you until we talk again yes sir thanks for listening to this episode of technician academy's podcast series brought to you by pixton performance be sure to rate us on itunes or google play and visit us online at technician.academy. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please help us spread our Respect is Learned message by liking and sharing our content on your social media pages. Technician.academy, where respect is learned.